Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Sins of the Fathers, Chapter 4. All right, Bry Guy. How about this now? Someone's entering. Hang on. <laughs> it's the Green Goblin. It is. <laughs> That's oh, proper. man. Foley work for your for the folks at home. Jason. Right, right. It's, uh, <laughs> it's It proves you have a background in audio production, Brian. You know? It's mm-hmm. true. You can't learn these skills. They're just no. you either got them or you don't, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we, we get uh, a, a new villain, but a classic villain. We, you and yeah. I have had this conversation before about how, uh, you know, like, who's your uh, number one big bad for Spider-Man or who, do, you know, who do you think mm-hmm. that is? For me, it was always Goblin. I know I think I think you said Doc Ock is your number yes. one guy. Yep. I I think you could I think you could say one and one a in one direction or the other you know but uh, right. this is a, this is a big important uh, baddie for Spider Man mm-hmm. and it's nice to finally see him in this universe and I like that he's actually introduced and mm-hmm. like given an origin story and motivation and not just a villain of the week because spoilers warning already listeners I don't think we've seen the last of of GG mm-hmm. I, I think mm-hmm. that he's going to be where he should be in the sort of you know, rogue gallery of, of, yeah, of villains yeah. here. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll see how that is all going to shake out. And there's, I, I think there's a, a handful of interesting things to talk about uh, around this and, and kind of mm-hmm. uh, speculating about it, but um, we'll, we'll get into all that stuff. Do you want to uh, run the clock, Bry guy, while yes. I try to give you the uh, patented two minute and 20 second uh, plot synopsis? This is, yeah, I am so ready. I'm going to give you, Jason, I'm going to give you two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes? Yeah, because it was a little bit longer an episode because we can get a recap. So I'll give you those extra 10 seconds. Wow. Wow. Okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready when you are. Let's go. So uh, Norman is in the lab at Oscorp and he's with the, his other guy there and they're uh, working on some gas and he's like, uh, Norman, we'll never finish the gas. And Norman's like, oh, we have to finish the gas. And then Kingpin calls him on the video phone and he's like, Norman, I need my gas. And Norman says, see, we got to get it done. And then there's an explosion and everything just turns to rubble. And Spider-Man says, that's Oscorp from across town. And Harry is across town in a car and he's like, dad. And they both truck right over there. And uh, and and uh, Spider-Man is swinging around and he saves the the uh, lab assistant. And, and he says, is anybody else in there? Norman Osborn. And he says, well, I gotta, I gotta go get him. And he goes in there and, it's, and he sees Harry who somehow made it all the way across town that fast. And he's like, ah, oh, that's not the Osborn I'm looking for. And he's like, my dad's still in there. And then the firemen show up and Spider-Man's like, I guess I'm done with that for now. And then two weeks pass and the uh, the the board of Oscorp is like, welcome to Harry, son of Norman. Uh, we're going to run him off this board, too. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're we're making illegal uh, chemical weapons. And uh, uh, Harry's like, Jonah Jameson, you ran bad articles about my dad. And Jonah's like, well, I was just doing my job. And then uh uh, what happens after that is there's this uh, goblin guy on a glider and he starts kidnapping all One the minute. members of the board of Oscorp. And Spider-Man's like, that's weird. I didn't know there were two goblins. <laughs> and it turns out he's like, hobgoblin? What? What's a green goblin? <laughs> 
And so then the Green <laughs> Goblin gets all the board members kidnapped, and he takes them down to his underwater lair. And uh, and in the meantime, MJ is like, I'm really worried about Harry. And Peter's like, ah, I understand, but I think... Uh, he's not the Green Goblin, so let's let's not count any seconds. chickens before we hatch. And the Goblin gets everybody down in his underground lair, and he's like, "I'm putting you on trial for <laughs> wronging Norman Osborn." And <laughs> Spider-Man shows up there, and then uh, he gets pumpkin bombed, and there's a big flood. But Spider-Man saves everybody, including the Kingpin and J. Jonah Jameson, and everybody. And at the end. He finds out it was Norman Osborn the whole time. That was perfect. Listen to that. Wow. Did you wow. practice that, Jason? <laughs> no, but I just I think you look I, winded. <laughs> I think I blacked out. I just what happened? <laughs> I don't know, but you nailed it. I think you should always be in charge of this. That was really oh, good. Oh man. I feel like I just rewatched the episode. Right. That was very thorough. <laughs> I think the, the I think the only thing that you didn't have was what happened at the very end. Right. And we can talk about that uh, in a bit, but it's kind of inconsequential with the big bad thing we got going on this mm-hmm. week with the Green mm-hmm. Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. And uh, the the maybe it's because my brain was just sort of up to pace with having to read through that or not read through that, but uh, 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 experience exposit to that information so fast because did you get the sense that this was an extremely fast-paced episode like yes i was trying to write some notes while i was in the midst of watching it i couldn't i two times i watched it i couldn't i I couldn't write notes i was kind of engrossed and i was just watching the and trying to keep up the whole time fast-paced and fast-paced right from the beginning Mm -hmm. like they're Mm -hmm. I mean, the even the opening scene, which it's going to sound silly to say, but it's another board meeting scene. <laughs> right, right. Even, that's right. Even, There's a board meeting even before the, he gets to the lab. That's right. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And even that was fast paced. And it, it yeah. felt like, in fact, I had to kind of pause it and check that I wasn't like before the intro or this was a recap mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. how fast it was going. So, yeah. 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 And I don't think this show ever suffers from lagging. I don't think it's ever boring or slow, Mm-mm. but I feel like no. this one... You know, if we're normally going 65 on the highway, this went this went to like 70, 72. And, and you know, there have been occasions where I I felt like maybe we're happening too fast or they were like glossing right. through things. This to me felt really it, it was it was quick and compact, but it it didn't seem like there was anything missing. I like I didn't have complaints about, well, what does that mean or what? Well, what, why are they doing that? You know, everything, right. everything kind of clicked into place for me uh, all along the way here. I loved that this episode was just it, it was like it was the origin of the Green Goblin. It was like, yeah. you know, it was, uh, you know, in real time. This is the the birth of this villain and uh, and what he does uh, the, the first time he climbs aboard that glider. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that we both put in our notes that I thought I just was too used to the Sam Ra- Raimi, you know, universe. But you, mm-hmm. you mentioned it's in the comics this way, too, that normally we get Green Goblin first because he is right. one of the Mount Rushmore villains in Spider-Man's universe. And then mm-hmm. Hobgoblin. Right. They right. flip flopped it. But I didn't find that distracting or, quote unquote, fanboyed mm-hmm. out and wrong. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think that way. I thought it, it just kind of gave a little bit of backstory and a little bit of confusion on Spider-Man because he knew about Hobgoblin mm-hmm, from before. Mm-hmm. And he was like, another one. I thought I got rid of this guy. Right. You know what right. I mean? Kingpin, so, Kingpin uh, too was, yes, did you notice that? Right. Yeah. He was like, yeah. Hobgoblin. 
Yes. It's somebody else. Yeah. How many mm-hmm. goblins are there? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So many goblins. How many goblins right. we got on this show? <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. All of the goblins. Yeah. But I think even, you know, if we're going to look at it from a comic book purist standpoint, which you could easily do in this iteration of Spider-Man, because it is the most accurate of at least of what we watched so far, mm-hmm. they really changed it. And like I said, it, it didn't ruin it for me at all. I thought it made sense yeah, in this universe. Yeah. No, and, and I, I appreciated that they acknowledged that and that they kind of they they did tie them together because, you know, the other the other thing they could have done is just like ignore that the Hobgoblin even exists. It was like the, the Hobgoblin was actually instrumental to this this new character, this green right. goblin we have here. And, right. and uh, because it, it's, you know, it's the same it's the same hardware. It's the same gear that Norman had uh, created for Hobgoblin's use that he ends up using. And they, they have that, you know, he has that explanation where after he's after Norman is demasked at the end and he's talking about how he got into the gas and then there was the glider and his costume, you know, and right. there was only right. the Green Goblin. I right. loved the voice characterization of Green Goblin. You. Loved yeah. it. Because it was so different from Norman, like didn't even sound like the same actor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And sounded so sounded so creepy and goblin-y, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. the sinister, witchy kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, and, cackly. And, yeah. and I, I, I put in my notes, I don't know if you, how you felt about it, but like when when Spidey takes the mask off, because the, the Green Goblin, I feel like, has been presented in different ways in different iterations mm-hmm. of spider-man where it's either like a mutation i think we had that in uh amazing friends or 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 spidey 81 yeah. one, of the, one of the 80s where shows he fell off the tr- he fell off the train and yeah. Or, or t- yeah yeah and he and and it was a thing where like he wanted to turn everybody into trolls right that was <laughs> yeah that was what the green goblin wanted to His do in minions. that one but anyway yeah so so but here he's not he he isn't a mutant he's just he is just wearing a mask so that when so when he's demasked but he's still talking in the creepy goblin voice mm-hmm. i just i loved that i don't know it's something about that just kind of i i kind of had chills where i was like yeah oh, he's a, that guy's a lunatic you know well, and then just... and then the and then the voice fades and he goes back to norman and then mm-hmm. it goes like in and out a couple of times he's like i need my goblin i need to be the goblin like right, that was right. really cool yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that as well, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, the, the, we get he gets demasked at the end. Spider Man, he's got. It seems like he's got suspicions, but he doesn't actually know for sure who the Green Goblin is. We, the viewer, I think. Oh, and, right away. Uh, yeah. yeah, right. Like, do, do you do you feel like even somebody coming into this cold, uh, like someone who has no background in Spider Man, would it be clear to them too that it was Norman who was the Green Goblin? I think so because of the board meeting at the beginning Yeah, that he wanted to use this gas for his own and, and they, they weren't like helping him. So it was like, I'll just do it myself. And they, they show mm-hmm. him going into the gas. And I think, yeah, anyone okay. would watch that and think I'm going, he became green goblin from that. And with who he kidnaps, it's all the people who wronged Norman Osborn. Right. Right. See, and yeah. I, 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 I guess I agree with you. I do feel like that. I feel like they set it up adequately where, if they had thrown a curveball at the end and then like the Green Goblin was hairy, you know, because it was yeah. there was a non-zero chance that that could have happened the way just the way that they sequence things. And, you know, Spider-Man sees Harry back at Oscorp. He's tooling yeah. around underground and stuff like that. He's you know, he's hiding from everybody. And um, him at the board meeting later, too, where he's like, you're right. not honoring my father. He could still be alive. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, f- I felt like there was it was like mm, if they if they had not 
if they had like made Harry the Goblin, mm-hmm. I think you would have had to say, well, yeah, I, c- I could see that too. You know, uh, right, just right. based it, on it would, based on what we've seen, eh, it's not impossible. It wouldn't be that far fetched, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, do you know? I like do you that. know if if in the comic book universe, and we don't need to spend time googling it or not, I, the the listeners at home can. Does Green Green Goblin is is it Norman Osborn? Yeah. Is Hobgoblin Harry Osborn? I don't like, think I that... don't think Hobgoblin is Harry. Okay. Okay. That no. was a Sam Raimi specific thing. Right. Like in Spider Man Three with Three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah I think I, I. I don't know. You know, and it, it's it's been so long since I've uh, read Spider Man deeply. I mean, it it could be that. There was like a second Green Goblin, and Harry was a, was Green Goblin or, later or on, or, a or clone, something. A clone yeah. Goblin, or something. Who knows? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, Hobgoblin was definitely not an Osborn. Okay, but Green Goblin was usually Norman Osborn. Correct. Okay. Correct. So yeah. again, mm-hmm. in that sense, pretty close to the comics. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, I like yeah. it. What else? What else? Uh, what else tripped your trigger in this one? Well, we got MJ back, um, mm-hmm. and and. I do want to note if there was a uh, like CD soundtrack in 1995 that mm-hmm. came out of mm-hmm. this of this you know series. Yeah, there would there would definitely be a Mary Jane's theme track, track six <laughs> or seven, buried buried in you know the sequence, but it would be there because every time Mary Jane comes on screen, she has a definite like mm-hmm. theme. I don't know if you heard it or not. You know, you 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 alluded to my audio background, so maybe I have those trained ears, Jason. <laughs> They're so good, Brian. They're just, I just so pick, good. I, pick this stuff. I know. I know. It, it never fades with age, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Mm-hmm. But but I, I thought a couple of things besides the theme is that Mary Jane was a little out of place, question mark, in this. I thought it was interesting that she that Peter basically becomes the messenger between Harry and Mary Jane. And, and it's like, you know, mm-hmm. when you're in mm-hmm. when you're in middle school or younger and you're like, Mary Jane says that she likes you. Do you like her? And mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'll go tell her I like her. And then, you, you know, someone goes back and tells right, her. Right. But he, he, she did all, he did all that be, and, and kept getting complimented in almost a flirty way by Mary Jane on how good of a friend he was mm-hmm. to Harry and still calling him tiger. So I was like, not to sound all like, you know, women be crazy, but it was kind <laughs> of a mixed signals kind of thing. <laughs> Like, I was kind of like, where does Peter Parker stand in this? Because we know how he feels. He even said in this episode, albeit just to himself, the woman I'm in, the girl I'm in love with. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's clear how Peter Parker feels. So are they dangling the carrot in front of us, Jason? Or do the writers, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know how you, you put something in your notes about Mary Jane. So how did you feel she was, she was treated in this episode? I I mean, I think I, I thought that she did exactly what she needed to. Like I, I, and I think she's she to me came off a little bit conflicted early on. And then, you know, I, she was kind of right back where I expected her to be at the end, which was uh, fully in uh, her her boyfriend, Harry Osborne's camp. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, with, with the way he was acting uh, early on, she was uh, concerned. She was suspicious. Um and I, th- I thought that they, I, I thought that they did a good job of using her. I was, I was a, li- I will say I was a little bit surprised, not surprised, but like it, it's something where, eh, would she really do that? Where she goes and goes hunting for Harry in the, you know, in in the uh, exploded ruins of Oscorp. That was a little yeah. bit, you know, and then she ends up in the, uh, in the underwater lair with and everybody she else. Say- doesn't she say to Peter, like, I need some time alone? 
like I need to be left alone. And then all of a sudden we see her and she's breaking into the scene of the wreckage. She might, like, she, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, that might, that might be true. Yeah. That, yeah. And, and I think that's the only reason she really was kidnapped by the green goblin was because she right, was, she was at, snooping around. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. she didn't wrong the previous Norman Osborn. She just was correct. There yeah. She's wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Yeah. You also put H- in had your notes, extra titanium uh, handcuffs, you know, perfect. Yeah. He just, mm-hmm. he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, they're I not going to cuff an extra pair. <laughs> I like even numbers more than odd numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned that you weren't really sure where she was when uh, MJ and Peter did have their scene. Right. Like, where, well, like, whose house were they in? <laughs> I mean, it w- didn't you think it was weird that she's like, well, Peter like walks in. He just, you know, opens the door. So, I mean, it's it's obviously Peter and and aunt may's house but here's mj just kind of sprawled out like wasn't she kind of like reclined she's having yeah, tea. She, had a, she, had her, she has some tea she's got her feet up she's probably got a book sprawled on <laughs> in the lap yeah yeah she's like oh hi peter you know like yeah <laughs> and he too is not like what are you doing here he's just like oh yep yeah Hang, it's just hanging like, out with aunt may like what's yeah what's going on right and i know they live next she lives next door right so or nearby she probably, yeah yeah she probably comes by all the time but yeah you still yeah. would be like why are you in my house like right. shouldn't you be with your with your boyfriend not, not just hanging out with my aunt <laughs> how would you feel though if like if if your lovely wife kim was like hey um i hope you don't mind I know that we got plans tonight, but I'm going to hang out with my uh, former college boyfriend's aunt tonight. <laughs> We're just going to hang out at her place. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be weird. That would, that be, would weird. be strange. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to say, make sure you put the kids to bed first, then go do. Yeah, exactly. Want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is there pizza in the freezer? <laughs> <laughs> little, right. little odd. Little bit. Yeah, odd. exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the other, the only other thing that I thought was. Uh, that was like the one scene in the episode that kind of tripped me up too. Cause what I thought was that her description of uh, how Harry had been acting and her concerns, they, to me, they came off as very clinical. She was, she was yeah. like, she was like, ah, well, Harry has a dark side and I've seen it come out sometimes. And I think it has because to do with how he was not loved as a child. Yes, know? exactly. It's, I thought that was kind of a leap. Yeah. yeah. I remember that really stood out. Like, and I was like, yeah, he has, a, yeah, it's a exactly. weird, it's just a weird way to put it when you're talking about like your boyfriend or even your boyfriend or even just right. your friend, you know, like, right. Oh yeah. I think he's not I mean, one of your clients. I really feel like he wasn't loved as a child, but we need, right. we need to talk about that more in his next session, you know? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. Just, I've seen his dark side before. It's mostly because of his mother issues and his fear of abandonment, <laughs> right. but I love the guy. <laughs> was you know that yeah that was the one scene where i was like that's this dialogue is a little weird um but then but then too like i said i thought you know maybe that's maybe that is just so that they can put a really fine stamp on it for uh for the kids you know so that there's not any hemming and hawing about like well where did that where does that come from but um or maybe he'll be a villain eventually and sure we're sure we're planting seeds planting early some seeds of, there yeah mm-hmm. but you did mention the home life and if i'm jumping ahead i apologize but i, I there's a burning question in mm. the back of my mind jason that, yeah, I, that i that i'm ready to theorize with you about why is this arc of stories called sins of the father or do we not know yet i think, Are they I, I think we're to just tell us well i i don't know i think we just have to look at the things that all of the fathers are doing here you know it's like uh we had MJ looking for her dad, who it turns right. out really is a deadbeat. Um, Norman you know, slash Harry. Yeah, Norman is, is uh, you know, obviously uh, 
been a uh, a, a goblin now. Right. right. Um, I I don't know what I don't know what was going on in uh last week's episode as far as uh, dads go. Right. Exactly. But and, um, that, and last week was a two parter, mm-hmm, and it really mm-hmm. had nothing to do with. So I don't know if it's too soon to tell. I don't want to look ahead and get anything spoiled. But I felt like at this point in season two, mm-hmm. we could gather. We could pull our heads there together was a, to figure out why it's, there was, was a, a thread that was going yeah yeah, yeah. no I, nightmare. I i i see what you're saying there where there isn't um there isn't an obvious sort of uh through line yet um but we do have that we do have that looming uh madame webb in the in the background yes, you know also not mentioned I mean, she's, since episode one yeah well no she was she she episode was episode two she yeah right. she she factored in obviously last week with uh, the um uh oh the octobot and with Dr. the octobot and tatiana uh, business yeah. but yeah. um yeah. yeah uh we we skipped her this week but uh, you know she'll be back she'll be back yeah. soon but um no you you make a you make a good point there i don't know i don't know it's fun sure. to it's fun to start speculating on and i'm wondering if we'll get a different dad disappointing his children <laughs> in every episode <laughs> Because honestly, be mm-hmm. I thought the sins of the father would somehow tie into in the first for like the first time in forever, finding out about Peter's biological parents mm. and something that his dad might have done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that I could be coming yet, right? I mean, we we might sure we might end up there. I don't know. I I can't think of where other than in the Andrew Garfield uh, movies that they really delved deeply into peter's parents backgrounds that, yeah, and that's, that's the only that's thing probably that's again that's probably something that a, a avid up-to-date comic book reader would would be able to cite very easily about well it, <laughs> yeah, actually, that was and- that was an issue uh 419 <laughs> yeah. uh through 424 <laughs> but anyway uh yeah we really shouldn't make fun of our fans like that I, yeah that's true that's true <laughs> We need all the ones we can get, folks. But we're yeah, but, we're right there with please, you. We're just we're we're just lapsed comic nerds is our problem. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. It's just because there's too much and not enough time. But if anyone knows, please let us know. And I could be way off. Again, I mm-hmm. I'm just speculating at this point. And I don't want to look ahead and get anything ruined. But I also thought mm-hmm. that there would be something with more with MJ's father because he was mm-hmm. briefly mentioned, and that was the cliffhanger at the end of season two. Yeah, and then yeah. kind of in, in the beginning of season three. So mm-hmm, TBD, mm-hmm. I guess, is my final answer. We're only four episodes in here, but it's something I've been thinking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. We'll figure it out. But any, anything, anything else we missed that you that you really enjoyed in this episode uh, that you wanted to that you wanted to mention? Well, I did like the scene, and I know we talked about it briefly, so may, maybe not much more needs to be said. But I did like when. Um, Green Goblin did have all of the entire board handcuffed and he just kind of went down the line and said, and you did this to Norman Osborn and you did that. I liked Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. whole thing because I was like, there's nothing worse, man, that a villain can do to you than just give you a stern talking to (laughs) Like I have a whole den full of of torture devices, but let me tell you, you know what you did, right? Even put on, (laughs) even put on the black robe. Did you notice that? Put the robe on and everything. How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Oh gosh, yeah, that was uh, yeah. That I, was good. I, I enjoyed that whole thing though, and I mm-hmm. I kind of was like, I, I'm kind of right there with him. I mean, he mm-hmm. made bad choices. Yeah, obviously, you don't want to become a villain, kids. But yeah, I was kind of like, well, you know, I kind of see where he's coming from mm-hmm. here, and mm-hmm. you know, I love a good motivation, so I I really enjoyed that. Well, and that that plays into one of the yeah one of the things that I really liked here I, overall 
again, just this idea that it was it was really the Green Goblins story that we were watching this week and just the the I thought the psychosis was really well done. You know, yeah. he's he's kind of because we had it. We had him being really kind of pushed to the edge last season by was it was it uh tombs that was gonna that was gonna take yeah. over oscorp or something like that like he's kind of and then the whole kingpin and thing. the king yeah. and the kingpin obviously uh you know sort of looming behind him so norman's like kind of uh, been on uh, been on the edge of his nerves for a long time here and this just kind of made him snap and i i i loved i feel i felt like just him sort of going crazy because of all that stuff did a great job explaining why he turned into a villain. And I, I, I think I said in my notes, it made all this, all the calculated stuff he did make sense to me and all of the crazy stuff too. You know, it was just yeah, like yeah. every, he just, they, they played it really well and then uh, uh, brought him back down to, uh, uh, down to earth. That makes me think though of something. I think I forgot to put it in the draft of my notes that I sent to you, but yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's something we need to, unpack a little bit about how spider-man acts in this episode because okay. he because he unmasks norman all right mm-hmm. he finds out that it's been, it's been norman who's the goblin the whole time mm-hmm. he he saves him obviously spidey spidey makes the choice to take the costume off of him throw it in the water let it let it go away and act like he doesn't know that norman was the green goblin right and right. and and that's something that I feel like usually it, it seems like Spidey is usually kind of a, more of a you know uh, I, I, like do the crime do the time kind of hero you know where it's like right. well you, you pay you pay for what you've done I mean yeah. and Norman I mean Norman hurt people in this episode he destroyed things um, but Spidey kind of gives him a pass because he he was wacko right um, he was under the influence he didn't know what he was doing. And do you think do you think he also gave him a pass because of who his son is? Well, that's what I that's kind of what I'm speculating. Like, do you do you think who did, who did he do that for? Did he do it for Harry? Did he do it for MJ? Did he do it for himself? Um, you know, who did, who did, who do you who do you think was who was at the front of Peter's mind when he said, you know what, we'll just we'll just let this Green Goblin costume just wash out to sea and hope for the best. So I'm going to say MJ to protect the relationship between Harry and MJ. And because he was told more than once how good of a friend he was to Harry. And it's, I think that he thinks that's getting him on MJ's good graces in a Mm -hmm. weird sort of way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And refresh my memory. Did Harry know that his dad was the green goblin? I didn't think so. Mm -hmm. So that would be quite a bombshell for Harry to find out. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we know that because of his bad childhood, he does have a dark side. So this could really, <laughs> right. <laughs> this right. could really trigger some things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and ruin MJ's life too. So mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I think maybe are we maybe seeing a little bit of maturity for Spider-Man or Peter Parker here? And he's thinking about someone besides himself, or does he have an agenda to say it'll benefit me to not let people know and not to punish Gigi. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it, I, I think it's, uh, to me, it feels even less complicated than that. I think it's just the. I think it's the um, uh, sort of uh, emotional hypocrisy that everybody is uh, guilty of at some point, right? Where mm-hmm. you know the 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 people that are close to you, you have different standards for them than you do for strangers, right? 
like yeah. they're, like they're like the the people who you care about you will let them get away with things that if a, if you watched somebody else do that you would say mm, that's not okay up. yeah right yeah right so if you, if you know the story and you understand the intentions and yeah. you, you're, you're easy, easily putting them into sort of a victim box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, th- and like I said, that's, that's something that everybody's guilty of because absolutely, you know, uh, it's so it, it does, it, uh, it, it, it gives some more depth to, uh, Peter Parker here and, uh, obviously is going to complicate things the next time we see this goblin, which we know is going to happen. You don't, it's, y- yeah. you know, I mean, come on. It, it, it may not be soon, but it's too much. Happen. There's too much meat on that bone, bra guy. Exactly. Lot, exactly. A lot of cooking left to do. Um, well, and, and even a villain that's as important as Green Goblin, like Dr. Octopus, we didn't get an origin story with him or a real clear motivation, but he still pops up more than once. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. they wouldn't plant this many seeds. I wouldn't think I wouldn't hope and not have it. You know, yeah. be continued. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can uh, we talk about that kiss at the end? No, let's talk about that kiss. Uh, yeah. We got, <laughs> we got more relationship complications for. Uh, I know. So Felicia, Felicia drops a note to Peter at the the like little press conference that's happening uh, mm-hmm. at the very end, where Norman is like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get Harry to help me out with more stuff at at, at work." Um, and Felicia's like, "Give this note to Spider Man," and it basically says, "Send Spider send, <laughs> send Spider Man over to my apartment, please." <laughs> again, know, or, again, he's he's uh, Peter Parker is always the in between. He's like. <laughs> The, the without wanting to be, he's the wingman in right, every relationship right. here. Yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He's the note passer. And yeah. so, a couple of things here. How could Peter not have known why she wants to see Spider Man at her uh, on her balcony? Exactly. Right. Yep. And number yep. two, I seemed like he kissed her back. Did he? Right. Did because. He- Spoiler, kids, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. <laughs> if he didn't want to meet Felicia for the little, you know, kissy-kissy, uh-huh, he, uh-huh. he he's Spider-Man, so he could have said, no, I'm not going to meet her because I know where this is going. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you get Felicia Hardy throwing herself at you. He's only a man, Jason. He's, you know? he's He may be a spider, but he is still a man. <laughs> yep. Spider-Man, not Spider-Man. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So do you think this is the beginning of Black Cat? Well, I think it could be. I, I wonder if it's something that is that'll be bouncing around the background until that time. You know, like like yeah. I, I can't I can't imagine uh, Peter getting to you know getting to the end of that kiss and taking off his mask and being like, by the way, surprise! Sweet. Recognize this note, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> So right. you know, so that, that's uh, that seems pretty obviously uh, going to be a secret that he he keeps under his hat, and I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll have uh, you know lots of swinging monologues in the next couple of episodes about his you know his his uh, uh, conflicted emotions between MJ and Felicia, uh, but uh, Peter mm. can't do anything about Felicia because F- Felicia's not into Peter Parker. Right, she right. is into the Spider. Right. So now, do you think the writers would go for a big swing like this and make it a sort of love rectangle? A, a love, love rectangle? Where you get MJ and Peter, uh-huh. Spider-Man and Felicia. Oh. Like where he's le- living a double life as hero slash normal guy and having two girlfriends. Well, too. wouldn't that be interesting, Brian? <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> it would, Then this show is officially a soap opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that it would be, yeah. That would be interesting. Even even if it's something even if it's something as simple as uh you know a a future black cat just um uh really sort of gets Spider-Man's uh engine 
revving. Yeah, I, I, you right. know, I, I hope that it, I hope that at a minimum it's going for that, but uh, yeah. it was, it was, you know, it's definitely interesting to see. And they like to, they, they like to throw us some little uh, uh, carrots and yeah. uh, vegetables and, yeah, you know, uh, the, the, the little baby onions, the little the little pickled onions, you know, like they put yeah. in martinis, you know, the, some of those too. Right. You know? Not a full red onion. No. Yeah. Just no. A, mm-hmm. Right. Or and just a baby carrot, not a full size. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I am, as the kids say, I'm here for it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's be interesting good. to see where this goes. I, I guess the only thing to say is you got a radioactive spider rating for this one, Jason. I so I I did sort of clench my teeth on this because I don't know <laughs> if it's totally worth it, but I felt like four radioactive spiders did not adequately convey my enjoyment. Like, okay. I really thought that this was good. Four and a half seems a little high, but I'm I'm going for it. Four and a half it. radioactive spiders. It was really high quality. Yeah, I I'm going to. I'm going to keep it at four because I feel like four and a half, five is where we're getting into like classic episode territory. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I might have to revisit this if we know the whole story later, if this is like an essential part of the story and I could recommend starting with this or something. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. But I really enjoyed it. I think this is the least amount of notes that I've taken for any episode we've watched in a while anyway, which to me is always, oh, I was really like tuned in. Like I was Mm -hmm, spidey mm -hmm. senses tingling with all of it. So I think that's a good sign because I really just, was thoroughly entertained for the 23 minutes we watched this so yeah yeah it's all good man yeah i like it uh and uh next time around uh it's something uh some sort of uh uh it's not speed racer but it's it's clo- it's uh it's rocket racer rocket racer sure yeah yeah it's like rocket raccoon the rocketeer and speed racer all in one it's- i have no idea who this character is so we'll have to see it's gonna be interesting <laughs> but uh yeah that's uh that's the next thing we're gonna do um Always good to talk to you, and uh, until then, uh, keep keep it uh, copacetic. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Instagram at Spidey's Amazing Fans or reach us by email, SpideyFansPodcast at gmail.com. Our cover art was created by Rob Momarts. Follow him on Instagram to see his latest work. No public radio disc jockeys were harmed during the taping of today's episode. Remember, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend. 